Take charge of your thoughts. Take charge of your life. Psychologist, author, speaker, musician, former professor, and the host of Love and Life, Dr. Karen Anderson Abril. Welcome to Love and Life. I'm Dr. Karen Anderson Abril. In the last episode, we talked with Renee Slansky, and she shared about owning it, owning everything, owning our experience, owning our choices, and how that was the key to helping her take a really clear look at what she was doing in her love life that kept her stuck in relationships with narcissists. And when she finally owned her part and acknowledged the responsibility she had in these relationships, she was able to shake the narcs and step into a life with her own Prince Charming. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to that episode, go ahead and listen to episode 58 and hear Renee's story, her personal story, and so much wisdom she has to offer you in the dating scene today. Renee is not only a dating coach, she's also a visionary with a mission to fundamentally change the way we learn about relationships, not just dating, but all relationships, friendships, family relationships, and certainly love relationships. Because what she sees as a dating coach is that many people struggle with some basic relationship skills that they just never learned. They perhaps didn't have very healthy families from which they came. Their parents weren't so great at relating to one another, so they really had nothing to give them. And then Renee steps in trying to coach and support and provide strategies and the rationale for why these strategies work because of the way that humans are wired and the way that we want to interact and connect and what fulfills us through our relationships. And Renee's thinking, we got to do this outside of coaching. We need to implement this and integrate this into school curriculum. So like I said, we had this great conversation in the last episode, and there's a short portion of our conversation that I wanted to save for its own episode because our conversation was going on so long because it was so great. And I wanted to make sure that we had some space for Renee to share her vision for love education. So this episode will be a shorter one, and we're going to dive into Renee's vision and her mission, and I really hope it will inspire you to think about educating yourself in love. Yes, right now we don't have love education per se in the schools, although there is SEL, social emotional learning, and I talk a little bit about this with Renee, at least in America we have it. And if you're interested in the research on SEL, check back to episode 38, where I talk with social worker Katie Hurley, who does a lot of work in the schools with children with anxiety. And she talks about the research that shows that SEL, social emotional learning, makes a huge difference in terms of the way that kids are able to thrive within a school building. So if you're interested in that research, check out that podcast episode. And now let's hear what Renee has to say about love education. 
If you drink black coffee or hot tea, I know you've burned your tongue hundreds of times, or you've had to wait 20 minutes for your coffee to cool down, which by that time, your donut or muffin is long gone, and you've missed the joy of pairing that sweet breakfast item with your bitter black coffee. If it sounds like I'm speaking from personal experience, I am. But I've got good news for us. Drink Perfection takes beverages from scalding hot to the perfect temperature, where you can actually appreciate the flavor notes, by the way, in just 20 seconds without watering them down. Learn more at drinkperfection.com. And be sure to check out the Perfector's other application, taking red wine from room temp to wine cellar temperature again in just 20 seconds. Find out more at drinkperfection.com. So Renee, knowing a little bit about you, I know that you have big dreams and big plans and your dating coaching is a huge part of it, but you also have a a vision for a world where people would have a better understanding about love and relationships. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? I guess that's what I'm kind of streamlining it into now. If I could put like a label and everything that I do, it it is love education. And it's something that I want to start bringing into schools as well, because we've got sex education, but sex and love are two totally different things. Um, <laughs> especially with what they teach in schools. I don't know, but in, in America and in Australia, it's just really kind of basic. And I think, you know, there's such a, a core human desire to love and be loved and experience love. And we're not taught that you know, unless we're taught that Mm. by our parents, we're not really taught that. Mm -hmm. And so it's something that I'm wanting to bring into schools and it's something that I'm incredibly passionate about. Um, I'm not just a a dating coach. I don't just teach people how to date or what to do in a date. It's, it's more about incorporating self-love, uh, life skills, mindset training, all that sort of thing into the whole package, which yeah, essentially is what I call love education. So that's, that's how I fell into this because there hasn't been an emphasis on educating people about love. The emphasis has just been about finding love, right? That's where you have the gap. There is a huge gap. And mm. I'm just curious because you brought it up, what sorts of initiatives are you hoping to implement in the schools? I mean, I know in America, we do have some social emotional learning that's going on, SEL. Mm. And the the studies are really robust that when schools introduce a, a bit of curriculum in this domain, that they do see a boost in everything that schools want. They see higher mm. GPAs, mm. they see less truancy, they see students more enthusiastic about being there, reduce bullying, I mean, all the things that mm. a principal mm. would want, for example. But I don't think, I'm sure it's district by district. I'm sure not all the schools are able to integrate this because again, they have to kind of show that it's going to make a difference. And then you have to convince some people who are kind of stuck in that, yeah. no, school is about only reading, writing, and arithmetic, yeah. right? Yeah. So what kind of initiatives are you looking to introduce? Basically, I'm wanting it to be, uh, for instance, in Australia, we have um, what's called PDHP, which is Personal Development, Health, and Physical Education. Um, and in there is where we usually inject maybe like you know, a couple of weeks of sex education, which is so basic um, and just so limited that <laughs> basically you walk mm-hmm. out of school not knowing much anyway. Um, right. And I'm wanting it to actually be a part of that class as well. Um, I know that as much as it is needed when it comes to life skills, um, you know, they're not going to shift the whole entire school system just to accommodate something like this, unfortunately, even though it could probably literally change lives around the world. But Mm -hmm. I want it to be at least a part of the curriculum in a way that 
there is a textbook about it. There are lessons about it. It is something that isn't just talked about. It is something that is applied. Mm-hmm. And an application is basically taking notes, someone teaching, um, doing homework, maybe in an assignment about it. So it's actually absorbed. And when I talk about love education, it's obviously about, um, you know, definitely the relationship with yourself because that is the relationship that affects every other thing in your life. Um, it is also, I believe, something that when you're going through um, traumatic, uh, maybe traumatic divorce from your parents or you're affected by what's going on at home, which a lot of children are, you're going mm-hmm. to, you know, you, you learn to just survive rather than thrive. And I think by focusing not so much on how to change things at home, which is out of the schooling's control, but rather how to mould the student to realise that their value doesn't decrease based on what is going on at home, that is where the mentality changes when it doesn't just become a survival thing. This is okay. I'm going to thrive through my circumstances. I'm going to become what I choose to become. So for me, the focus would be um, definitely as the foundation, focusing on the relationship with yourself, how to communicate your value um, either through uh, romantic and sexual relationships, um, friendships, um, work environments, social environments, um, and then you know, shifting into how to, uh, you know, identify what loving and healthy relationships are, how to build that. I think that's incredibly important as well. Um, It wouldn't be necessarily obviously on dating. (laughs) We're not going to really focus so much on dating in schools, but that is also something that is happening at that time when kids are going through hormonal changes and they're wanting to experiment and, you know, a lot of children having sex at a really young age. Um, some somewhere along the line, it needs to be addressed about the consequences of being um, romantically involved with somebody mm-hmm. or sexually involved with somebody where it's not just a physical thing. It's not just, okay, you could fall pregnant. It's more, do you understand, um, you know, what you're setting yourself up for? Um, and, and that's the sort of picture that I would like to present these children. Um, the wise, you know, with all my teachings, it's not just about, okay, do this and you get this. It's like, why do we do this? Because when you are able to understand the why, that's when you're able to have more, uh, more, I get, guess, depth of the consequence of why you should or shouldn't do something as well. And it doesn't just become this textbook learning, it actually becomes a deep centered learning within you, which then shifts your choices as a child mm-hmm. or as a teenager. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's, and there's so much research on all this. So it mm. still is academic. I mean, I'm thinking I about, I mean, relationships, for example, or like you were saying, what happens to your body when you're sexually active? I mean, a 15 year old mm. girl, if she's going to make that choice, she needs to understand the oxytocin is going to make her think she's in love with this boy, yes. but it really has to do with hormones because <laughs> there's been this skin on skin contact. And just so, I mean, but I know that there's mm. a lot of around sex, of course, in particular, there's also a lot of parents, and I understand it, they have a a very strong sense of what should be, what kind of information should be Mm. disseminated in the schools and what shouldn't. I get that. But we do have research, even with relationships, for example. I was at this conference this summer and I went to this breakout session. It was for younger women. And this woman said, oh, she was going to host a breakout seminar on on, uh, dating apps and dating in the modern era. And I thought, well, this will be interesting. And I just... Mm wanted to see what she was going to tell the young women. And she she basically had them say things like, for example, is it important that you're, the guy that you would date would have the same educational level as you or had the same background as you in terms of your culture and so forth? 
And then she had them just raise their hands and give their opinions. And then she gave them nothing. And me, I'm going, there is a ton of research on this woman. Do you not know that if you're going to get up there, have these women in your, in your seminar and not let them know that frankly, if they want to say that it's just fine to have a, to date and marry someone of a different religion, which people make that choice every day. But mm. let's also understand that the research shows that core values are a huge yeah. foundation for a marriage. Yeah. And when we have similar core values, we yeah. just have less to fight about when we're married. Yes. So I was, it was very irresponsible to my mind mm. to host mm. a seminar Absolutely. like that yeah. and not back up her conversation with the research. So to your point, bringing it to the schools, we could still provide this information grounded in academic studies yeah. It would still be very appropriate, but also, like you're saying, life skills, relationship skills, training in the midst of academic training. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, yeah, that's what life is a combination of. It's a combination of what you uh, learn through experience, uh, which is related to, you know, common sense, emotional intelligence, um, and all of that life skill stuff. And it is a combination of what we learn through a textbook and what someone teaches us for more academic reasons. So, I mean, it fits in perfectly. And I was, I was talking to my fiance the other day. I said, I wish that they had in schools a life skills class, like, you know, mm-hmm. how to do your taxes, how to change a tire, <laughs> how to resolve conflict in a marriage, you know, all these sort of things mm-hmm. that you just like, why does no one teach us these things? It mm-hmm. is integral, you know, because, I mean, for the amount of time that we spend at school and the amount of what we actually take away and apply to our life, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, like somewhere along the line, I think the schooling system has become a little bit outdated, to be honest, um, and that there needs to be a change. But who knows? This is this is my plan. So let's, uh, let's. well, I'm on board with you, Renee. Honestly, <laughs> if you need help over here in the states, I mean, because really, I mean, I've been thinking about it a lot because you know my background is developmental psychology. Mm. So I always think, what is the point? I mean, especially nowadays. Like, do I need to know the date of a particular war? Guess what? I don't because I can pull yeah. out my phone and I can find it out in five seconds. Yeah. So I don't. We don't need the same kind of information retention. We Mm. need critical skills training, Mm. how to think Mm. critically. Mm. Can I, can I process information? Can I look at a stat and go, Hmm, okay, that's interesting, but who funded that study? Maybe I need to think about their agenda. These are the sorts of critical thinking skills that we are not doing so well at. And those are the things that are valuable when I think about what a kid needs from zero to 18, and it needs to come from lots of domains, it's, it can't just be the schools. I don't want to put everything on the schools. But basically, kids need to learn how to think critically yeah. and how to cope emotionally. Yeah, absolutely. And if you can do those two things, you're probably going to be okay in adulthood. <laughs> yeah. And really, it's that simple. So to integrate, like you're saying, some of those life skills, relationship skills, trainings into the schools, I think it's really important, and mm. I hope I hope you get some traction. Let's connect on social. I'm most active on Instagram at Dr. Karen. That's D R dot K A R I N. On Twitter, I'm at Dr. Karen Anderson. Live tweet with me when I watch my favorite shows: Will and Grace, my brand new fave, God Friended Me. And of course, all shows Bachelor Nation. Join me on Facebook where I'm stepping up my Facebook Live game. I'm at Dr. Karen Anderson Abril. 
And and where can listeners find you if they want to follow you or if they want to participate in some yeah. of your programs or whatever you've got going on? Let them know what's what's happening. Yeah, so I've got my blog, which is called thedatingdirectory.co, um, and I always have loads of articles on there, um, you know, just it's your go-to sort of place. Um, you can follow me on Instagram or YouTube, which is just my name, Renee Slansky, which if, then I've got, you know, my Facebook pages and everything like that. So if you just search Renee Slansky, um, you'll probably end up finding something. Um, I do obviously new YouTube videos, um, every week. And I have a lot of free sort of classes and, you know, resources, loads of resources that I just give out for free, um, as well. So those links are all usually on my blog or, um, my YouTube channel. Great. Thank you again. And thanks for letting everyone know where to find you. And I know they will be interested and eager to connect with you. So again, thanks so much for your time, Renee. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Okay, great. The love and life hack for this week is Let's educate ourselves about love. It's not just this nebulous construct that no one's thought about. There's so much psych research on it. You can look at the Gottmans, for example. They've devoted their entire careers to analyzing marriages that work, marriages that thrive, marriages in which people feel fulfilled and happy for years and years and years. And let's look at that love education and integrate those principles into our own relationship practices. Take charge of your thoughts. Take charge of your life. This is Dr. Karen Anderson Abril. As always, thanks so much for listening. And a special thank you for all of you who subscribe to the podcast and leave reviews and rate episodes because that makes such a huge difference and helps others find us and join in in taking charge of their lives. Till next time, make it a great week. Love and Life is produced by Tim May and hosts and executive producer, Dr. Karen Anderson-Abril.